Hello and welcome to Media MD, your fortnightly Doof Network dose of media that you have somehow missed. I'm Ruben Morehouse. And I'm Elliot Diebold. And this fortnight we are joined again by Doofimus Prime, Matthias from Do the Right Thing. <laughs> I think Elliot already made that joke uh, on Do the Right Thing as well. Oh. I told Ruben to make it again here. <laughs> Okay, great. Yeah, see, we got we got pr- production value here. Um, so <laughs> we are back to talk about the Transformers, the movie, nineteen eighty six. Um, yeah, I think both of those these are very important. Yeah, and what are the movie? It I was. agree. Um, so, <laughs> so normally we would start with a plot summary, and I guess we'll we'll do that here too. But it's going to devolve uh-huh. pretty quickly, I think. Um, yeah, it's the the plot is a little. A little complex. <laughs> yes. I feel like you just need to strip it down as much as possible. Yeah. It, it does not follow a classical, like, you know, orientation, complication, no. resolution no. type structure. It's just kind of a, and now we're over here this time, and yes. we're doing this yeah. thing. <laughs> yes. I would say about 75% of the plot can be boiled down to the Decepticons find us again and attack us, yes. and we lose more <laughs> Autobots, and then we run away. <laughs> Yes, yeah. absolutely. I think it was about 30 minutes in before I realized... I, I, I was still waiting for the movie to start. Yes, I thought we were me in too. <laughs> I had this exact same response. Yeah. Uh, it was like the, the action scene at the start, and then you're going to hit the orientation. Yeah. And it was about 30 minutes in where I was like, okay, I don't think we're doing yes. that. We're just still in the action scene. Yes. Yeah, well, what's what's funny is uh, I, I watched it this morning to, to you know refresh myself, and it was not in a, like, sit down, enjoy the movie mode. It was a, I was making breakfast and, like, had it on, and then I was, like, going to pay attention. And then I realized, uh, like, 30 minutes in, I was like, oh, wait, they're going to think that, like, these guys are main characters and that these guys are main characters when, like, none of them matter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, how long will it take for you to figure out who matters? This, actually, one of the main problems I had with this movie was I was really struggling to remember which robot was which. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I found it very hard to differentiate between Ultra Magnus or whatever. Um, yeah. Because he was obviously plot relevant. Uh, Hot Rod yeah. was the one I could recognize. Um, well, which good. is good because he's the there's only character. four real characters in the entire movie mm. um and that is uh hot rod yep. uh later rodimus prime of oh, course yeah. <laughs> <laughs> which is uh i we'll love get it there. megatron and later galvatron mm-hmm. um cup which cup, is the, the old guy that goes with hot rod yeah and uh that's basically it. i guess optimus prime too but he's he's you know unicron he very early on in Unicron, of course, yes. Yeah, what but about that's, um, that's it? Beastatron. What was his name? The T Rex that was horrible and Which annoying one? and the worst. Oh, oh Grimlock. yeah, Grimlock. No, oh, excuse you, Ruben. Grimlock. Grimlock is Grimlock. the reason that's this it. movie Sorry. is good. I will okay. not. I will not have any Grimlock hate on this episode of the of the show. He is um, the the shining beacon of of this movie for me. I don't know. Grimlock is down there with um with Wheel and. I forgot the other one's name, but the one it's the not really it's not ones. worth remembering. I've I've seen this movie like six or seven times, and I don't remember any of the characters. Well, okay, I do, but like I don't try to remember any of the characters except for those five because they do not matter. Mm. Is Wheels was that the one who goes real fast? No, that was Dash. Wheels was the rhyming one, the one who's tiny oh. and speaks in rhyme. Oh yeah. Oh, I forgot about that one. Oh yeah, yeah. He's yeah, not you very did. Good. There were a few. Um. There are a few questionable character choices. Mm. Uh, yes, in this, completely agree. I think Matthias, I, I've forgotten if you mentioned. Did you watch the TV show as a kid, or before you saw the movie, or anything? 
Um, definitely. It's not like I went to theaters and, and saw this movie as I yeah. was not alive at the time. Um, but, uh, no, well, I, I watched some of the show. I watched the, the, the series of the show that were like most visually similar to this, which there were like two or three. Um, but yeah, I was a fan of the show as well. Was that, were you a fan of the, so if I remember the first generation, the timeline is, yeah, like first, first series which is all the core characters, the ones who die in the first 10 minutes of this movie. Yes, and then the second yes. series is like Hot Rod and RC and all the people who are introduced here, right? Yeah, no, I didn't I didn't watch Generation 1. I think I watched like Generation 2 or 3 or something. Okay. Um, yeah. But like it followed, it had a similar design and the, most of the characters came back. Um, right. And, and like these were some of the characters I was more familiar with, especially the ones that actually matter. So. Mm. Okay. Yeah, just because well, I mean, that's the thing. This This seems like a movie that is specifically targeting people who've watched the show because it, it spends the first 10 mil- minutes just killing off all the characters. Yes. Yeah, and it does so in an aggressively plot-driven way in which is extremely confusing. Um, mm. So if you want to just like do a real quick plot summary over the first 10 minutes, yeah, we can okay, do that. Yeah, sure. Let me, let me go over it. So basically, the movie opens with this giant egg with a beak, and it goes to <laughs> some uh, robot planet that isn't the main robot planet, I don't think, but is another robot no. planet. No, it seems like all the planets are robot planets except for Earth, yeah. where basically, uh, yeah. people on Earth seem to dress in robot suits anyway. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's only yeah. There's only two humans in the entire thing. So I always question whenever we have to go to Earth. I, it's like it's, this yeah. is the most boring these place. Robots Please go to be somewhere in disguise, else. But they're just like out yeah. and out and proud as, as I, I, robots think, on Earth. That, yeah. that was that was what my sister said the first time the the little boy came on screen. She was like, "Wow, that robot's got a really good disguise." <laughs> um, yeah. Nice. But uh, yeah. yeah, it's um the i i feel like the human characters are basically only included as like a oh yeah you know that that very surface level like see kids you know this could be you yeah i i remember even as a kid wanting him to just get off screen at all times i was yeah. like i i don't this is this is awful mm. <laughs> well okay not awful but like they, all the other characters are far more interesting at all times so yes um Okay, so, all right, slow down, guys. This big yes, egg sorry. Uh, named Unicron and voiced by Orson Welles comes and eats this planet, and that that's the start of the plot. And then and it's horrifying. It is. Like, it's really uh, dark. Yes. Because they show us, like, footage of this planet, and there's, like, a mall, and there's just families in the mall, and we watch them kind of get absorbed by yep. Unicron. It's like, right. okay, we're doing this in a kid's movie, I guess. And they're trying to get away, yeah. and two ships fly off, uh, but one gets sucked back in and, like, calls out the name of the people who escape, and it's pretty great. Yep. Um, and then we cut to a big robot doing some fishing, and we're introduced to uh, to the rest of the Transformers that we know and love. Um, or you skipped a little bit, I think. Oh. Uh, oh, yeah, sorry. There's another ship. You forgot Moonbase 1 and, yeah. and Moonbase 2. Yeah. So there's another ship full this of This is where Autobots, it gets very confusing. And then some Decepticons ambush them and steal their ship and kill them all. You skipped another scene. Uh, did I? Oh my god, how many scenes? Yes, are the okay. establishing so, of the so you know bases, what? I can, yeah. I can summarize it, as right, I've seen please, it many, many please. times. <laughs> I can, I'll do it very quickly. Uh, so we start off in this extremely confusing part where a bird uh, Decepticon that's, that's shaped like a like a eagle flying into the moon base and then like spying on optimus as he says like oh we need more energon cubes so go to earth and then the bird flies back to megatron and it's all like hey oh yeah and it's a cassette and it plays in someone's um 
one of the Transformers turns into a boombox and plays a yes. cassette out. It, there's a lot of cassette-based Transformers. Yes. I didn't realize there were so many. I loved it. I love it so much. Um, and then that's when the the Decepticons go and attack uh, that ship of Autobots and kill, I think it's Ironhide and someone else as well, like mm. in, with smoke billowing from their mouths as the light fades from their eyes. It's magnificent. <laughs> so there, are those... Are those TV show characters? I didn't know who yes. those were. Ironhide yeah. has has been my favorite character forever, and he dies very, very fast in this. Yeah, I didn't realize that was actually meant to be a named character. I just figured that was like a, a red shirt death. No, no, these are these are primo Transformers. Um, yeah. So the Decepticons take this Autobot ship, use it to sneak into what I think is called Autobot City, and basically yes. attack and murder many of the Autobots. Uh, Optimus Prime and Megatron yes. have like a, a fight in which they both are mortally wounded from, <laughs> yes. and then Optimus Prime dies. So that's fun. Yes, um, and passes the Matrix of Leadership. Yes, and then he passes it and it falls from his hands. And guess who catches it? Not Ultra Magnus, the next heir, but Hot Rod. Hot Rod. <laughs> that's foreshadowing. Um, this is a good movie. Oh, yes. I, I hadn't even made that connection. Um, I, I did not see this coming. I was not expecting no. a Transformers movie to kill off Optimus Prime 20 minutes in. Um, it's kind of crazy. I don't know. Like He just defines the franchise for me as someone who's barely yeah. associated with said franchise. Mm. It's like, uh, I don't know, it's like killing off Pikachu and Detective Pikachu or something. Like It's, it's, it's yeah, weird. Yeah, he's No, he's like in every single series he's the most important character he's the most interesting yeah. character too he's the father figure he's the uh he's a a true good guy but he also like does some really really difficult decisions um mm. yeah no he's he's great um and yeah he dies super early uh, he does die fighting megatron like a badass but uh <laughs> and megatron also dies from from his wounds in this battle or well, is is going to die and then gets like resurrected by um omnicron into galvatron sorry yes yeah i'm just these uh, names are just nonsense what are you talking about this galvatron bit is just so blatantly like hey kids that megatron yeah. that you have that is so <laughs> mm-hmm. 1985 you gotta get galvatron like it's the same person He's just got a new name because that means they can market it as a yeah. new toy and it's so blatant. The other Decepticons that they throw loose from the ship also become like Galvatron's new lieutenants. Yeah. And they're also like Even though... new Transformers that are ready for in-stores now. Yeah. I do I do notice that they, they were all specifically named. But I would I would say that like it works to me in, in the world pretty well as like Megatron loses his independence and becomes a slave to Unicron. Mm. Um and I don't know about you guys, but like the the transformation scene where it kind of like changes art style is mm. very interesting to me. Yeah, um, fair enough. So, so on that name thing, I think that would work better if he was like trying to reclaim the name like Megatron or something. But it's yeah, yeah. <clears throat> like there, I think there are ways you could make it work. I agree. I do not think they did that. They just sort well, of like, and he's Galvatron now. I and... don't disagree that this is a toy commercial. I don't disagree. <laughs> oh, I forgot to mention one of the most important bits from the Battle of Autobot City, which is there's a Transformer called Astro Train, who's just a big train. <laughs> yes. And they all just get, they're like, yes. oh, we've got to get out of here. Astro Train, quick. And Astro Train comes in, and he's a train, and they all get on the train and ride the train away. And he's evil. <laughs> he's a big yeah, evil that train. Astro Train's my second favorite behind Grimlock. Uh, uh, like, <laughs> it just comes out of nowhere. They're just like, we need to get out of here. 
let's call our giant train transformer and it's like okay which which we never see what he looks like as a actual as a humanoid no, as yeah. a humanoid robot um but i mean I, like, as we're sort of touching on that point i think that's definitely my uh, one of my favorite things about this film is you know we've touched on the cassette ones the boom boxes like there's just so many cool designs in this yeah film. like unicron is really cool until it just becomes a humanoid thing like everything else but yeah um it, yeah like, there's just the design of this planet that goes around swallowing other planets is mm-hmm. really cool yeah i i agree that the um the full humanoid form of unicron's kind of a letdown it's it's very uh like his face is cool but everything else is very just like toy e you know but yeah like his transformation sequence i in in every sequence where we see his insides is this fascinating shifting alien landscape that mixes like the blocky metallic stuff with this also like bulging and shrinking organic bits mm. and i i like every time i watch this movie especially if i have like the lights off and i'm fully paying attention like i'm just captivated yeah there are definitely some really nice animated sequences in this movie um and i think unicron is probably one of the most interesting parts of the movie because he is just this kind of devastating force um but then that's like maybe a fifth of the movie <laughs> <laughs> and the other four fifths of the movie are just like a slog, perhaps. Mm. Um, the designs of these transformers are great, though. I love any time I see a, a, a metal robot with like a metal mustache. It always makes me giggle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How great were the like? I don't even know how to refer to them. The the ones that were on the planet in the second half of the film with the wispy the junkions. Yeah, is that what they're called? The yeah, biker okay. bots. Yes, is what I was referring yeah. to them as in my notes. <laughs> Yeah, Microbots yeah. works, yeah. Um, they were hilarious, especially because uh, the stupid universal greeting works on them. That whole bit yes. is so great. So yeah, And they talk like TV. Well, yeah, so these Eric <laughs> Idle-voiced robots. I guess let's continue the plot. So at this point, the, the Autobots basically splinter into two groups and are running away from the Decepticons. One group, I can't really remember what happens to them. The other group gets imprisoned. Who knows? Eventually they reunite <laughs> and uh, they use this universal greeting, which is ba weep grana weep ninny bong, and it helps them make friends and then they kill <laughs> Unicron. Yes, and at, that, at some point uh, the Decepticons get the uh, matrix of leadership and they take it to uh, yes. to Unicron and uh, they have to get it back because this Unicron's about to eat Cybertron entirely which also at that point is completely decepticon control so really that otherwise you'd be like eh, okay yeah and galvatron tries to like usurp unicron but just kind of fails completely yes um yeah because yeah. he doesn't have the access to the matrix of leadership it's not really explained what qualities he's missing but i don't think it needs to be we know megatron yeah. slash galvatron's a shithead so um, and a coward yeah, yeah. Uh, like he 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 like begs for his life multiple times in like a that's true like as a way to spare his own life to and and with the intent to trick multiple times so he yeah <laughs> um i want to touch on so we talked about the nice character designs and so there's this part where half the autobots get imprisoned on this planet with these like crocodile things and this multi-headed robot thing that like judges yeah, them the the very beginning uh, with, they land on that planet and they, they, they crash land in the first sequence when you get there is they're underwater and they're like they're partially in pieces and like entangled in this metallic underwater life and they have to fight out of it. Mm. I don't remember if you guys remember the music for that too. It's amazing. Like it's, I think it, 
It might be Instruments of Destruction or it might be something else, but it's it's wonderful. Was it the song Dare? Because I swear they played Dare about eight or nine times in this they, film. They played Dare twice and they played also Dare to be Stupid twice. It, mm. Dare to be Stupid okay. was very short succession. So you probably just heard the word Dare a lot. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But I wanted to call out this one and this is... In a flawless script, the one logical inconsistency that I noticed, or not even a logical inconsistency, <laughs> just funny. There's this bit where I know what you're the, about to say. Yeah, I don't. Okay, I'll, I'll be okay. We'll see. There's this bit where the judge robot is judging people, and he says they're yeah. either innocent or guilty, and almost all yes. of them are guilty, and you expect each one to be guilty. But then there's this one that he calls innocent, and then the he- they, this guy just kind of gets either pushed or scared or falls into, like, this lava acid vat, which is what they've been using to kill all the guilty people. And he was innocent. How come he got, got into no, the lava they, vat? I don't understand. I, I paid attention to it because it's something that I've always been confused by. But all of them are innocent. Yeah. Yeah. And they all get thrown into the oh. shark pit. Which uh, the shark makes no the sense. The sharks are called sharkions also. Just <laughs> okay. <so you> know. <laughs> Wait. So they're all um, innocent. Yes. And yeah. it's but the judges has like the multiple faces and stuff. I think it's just to show that they're just evil and they just yeah. kill everyone no matter okay. what. That makes I sense. guess. I don't yeah. know. I've never understood it either. Uh this this leads into something I wanted to bring up though, which is this this movie is full of one liners for some reason. Um yeah. and, and mm. there, there's a great one here where um I think Hot Rod when they're on it is sort of saying something and they're like, silent, be silent or you will be held in contempt of the court. And uh, <laughs> Hot Rod's like, I have nothing but contempt for this court. Classic one. Uh, it's so good. Uh, and uh, I mean, there, there are some others. Like, uh, I think in that original assault on the city, there's a bit where one of it just cuts to one of the Autobots and he's like, I've got better things to do tonight than die. <laughs> there's one. <Yeah. laughs> there's some lines by Jazz in the same battle on the city where he says stuff like, uh, and I wrote this one down. Your days are numbered now, Deceptor Creeps. <laughs> Which is yeah, such yeah, a yeah. stupid line. Yeah, that's that's at the very beginning when they start going. He has two lines. Like like he says a line, then Optimus talks, then he talks again. Yeah. And in both of them, he says Deceptor somethings. Yeah. 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 It's Deceptor jerks. I think he says at one point too. Something um, like that. Yeah. I yeah. I mean I I. I, you know, obviously, I thought it was kind of corny now, but I could totally see me as a kid loving some of these one-liners, which is presumably mm. why they were kept in there. It's just like, because a lot of them are just complete non-sequiturs. Um, I think maybe the yeah. one where I was like, that's just really good, is there's a bit where Unicron is like, I've summoned you here, Megatron, and Megatron's like, nobody summons me, and Unicron just responds, yeah. then I'm pleased to be the first. <laughs> oh, yeah. Unicron's <laughs> lines are probably the most well-executed in the entire thing they, mm. they feel extremely measured and they're like in this polite but like incredibly overpowered kind of tone um mm. and of course brilliantly voice acted so yes there's actually some really good voice talent galvatron's voice by leonard nimoy in this as well yeah. yeah yeah um so what else do i want to say about this movie like it's got the vibe of i think the best way to sum it up is it's got the vibe of some kids playing on the playground right it's like oh well i've got megatron Oh yeah, well I've got you know the cassette robot. Oh well, I've got the Constructicons. Oh yeah, well I've got the Dinobots, and you're just kind of smashing them into each other, sure, constantly yeah. trying to one up each other with the different robots that you've you've your mum's bought you for Christmas. And that feels like most of this movie. <laughs> I think for for me, and I don't know much about the production of this film. I, I didn't get around to looking into it, but it feels to me like there's a very good story 
that was ready to be told that kind of got crushed by the need to add new lines of toys. Yeah. So so it it feels like there's a really good story under the surface of this movie that's kind of been um smudged by just and here are yeah eight eight new Autobots buy them now. Yeah. Yeah, like it's it, I would say that just a whole like 50% of the movie like in different parts that are just like incredible like would be a masterpiece if the rest of the movie was exactly like that you know yeah mm. yeah like, there's there's some shining moments in this film that just don't land as hard as they could because they're surrounded by bits that are just that could be better yeah uh i remember i, I was looking at you know there were some intense moments and then we have like a complete tone shift as we switched off to like some i don't know some, some weird other thing and then, of course, there's other questionable choices. Like, there's the token girl Transformer, which is, like, oh. why? Um, I'm just glad that there wasn't, like, a romance. That would have been so much yeah. worse. But the Transformers are age-ended, aren't they? They're not... Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah that's, okay. my, that's my point. I'm not saying that there shouldn't be female representation in Transformers, but, like, no, she's, I know. She's, she's a pink she's Transformer. She's, like, a pink robot. Yeah. She's very clearly yeah. coded yeah. to be the, the female yeah. Transformer. Yeah. Yeah, and again, I... I... I don't understand why gender even has to be a factor exactly, in, in Transformers. Yeah. Like it, that seems like a bullet bullet they didn't even need to dodge. How um, do Transformers reproduce? Uh, it changes depending on the season. Mm. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> okay. yeah, it it really yeah. Fair enough. Well, I mean, the interesting thing is, it seems like this universe was very confusing to me, having only seen the film, because it seems like every planet is transformers so like <laughs> you know from different biomes of transformers is robots except for earth which is mm. organics but they're not just robots yeah, like weird. even the sharktacons they yeah. like yes. there's this one oh, yeah, bit where they too. transform into humanoid things and i'm like why are they also transforming they're like yeah, shark bots yeah. why do they need to but transform? it could be so it could be different you know different uh, like uh sets of, of transformers transform differently yeah also uh, reproduce but they all transform, transform into humanoid. They all transform yeah, then, into humanoid creatures. And on the same planet, there's there's the judge has like tentacle arms, mm. and it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, like like they don't look like they're robotic at all, and they're also constantly waving. They never stop waving. <laughs> I don't know if you guys noticed that, but I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> I did, yeah, I am. Um, like honestly, part of me suspects that maybe having a coherent like logical universe was not at the forefront of the designers minds <laughs> no say it ain't so that's <laughs> i don't know i'd have to look at some um, some interviews or something yeah the, <laughs> so this is the interesting thing about this movie is i kind of agree with you elliot that it feels like there's some really interesting ideas buried under here but actually the things that drag it down are the things that feel like they're the parts that are actually the most accurate to what the cartoon would be like if I'm imagining, oh yeah, without again, without ever having watched an episode of Transformers, <laughs> I'm imagining like the scenes where it's oh yeah. now there's Decepticons yeah. chasing us and we need to fight back, which is the worst part of this movie is like what most of the actual show is. Yeah. So I don't know. I I don't know whether it's like yeah. and the things that are the most interesting about this movie also the fact that you know it's Unicron and he eats all these planets and kills all these named characters like these are the decisions that were motivated by the fact that they needed to get rid of the old toy line and bring in the new toy line yeah. so it's it's actually the yeah but you, you could like you could have made made it work i think there could have been more effort put into like i actually think the optimus prime thing it becomes a plot point and it's actually done pretty yeah. well like mm. it's it's actually really well done yeah 
Yeah, the killing of Optimus is is an example of how it can be done right. Yeah, that's true. But then, like, that only exists... Like, what I'm trying to say is, the bits that we like are the bits that only exist because they're introducing a new right. toy line. And the bits that we don't like are the bits that are actually the most loyal to what Transformers <laughs> is. So they should have gone more with it. They should have not worried about Transformers, <laughs> made it more about selling new toys, and then it might have been even better. The the movie can open with Cybertron getting eaten by Unicron. Mm. Yeah. Uh, and then there's another planet of Transformers that's separated thousands of years yes. ago that swear vengeance. Yeah. And they're all, uh, you know, just the same thing, but different colors and twice the price. And Hasbro, <laughs> call me. Yeah. That, yeah. Well, for real, I mean, I would, uh, I would actually fully support a remake of this particular Transformers movie, you know? Mm. Like a a remake where you take the ideas and the theme like take take the general trend of what's going on here and the things that are done well and uh try to recreate it but execute it in a actually well-written script Mm. Um, Mm. yeah but okay so besides these things like we can all very easily agree that this is not a uh this would never win an academy award no of Um, course i would like to talk about just like the the simpler stuff that it does well okay Um, yeah like for me, the score is like I, I mentioned this in the prescription, but I listen to it to get like pumped up and happy, like because they're so upbeat and like I don't know. I mean, obviously, I'm extremely biased because this is something I watched a lot as a child. But yeah, no, I agree with you. I I found myself really enjoying the music, both the score and the uh like licensed mm-hmm. songs. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Like the soundtrack was a banger. Yeah, it was nice. It was very, like, electro, which is definitely my style. Yes. Uh, like, there's some, like, I, I was paying attention this time of, like, where they come back, right? So you have, uh, like, the touch, which is, like, the the climax s- song, like, comes on mm. when Optimus is first comes on uh, and, like, saves the day. And then it comes on at the very end when uh victory is happening and and hot rod is using the matrix of leadership and unicron blows up and all that um so like it it directly like ties that emotional like it's fucking it's optimus prime hell yeah as he like like when he first comes on the scene i don't know if you remember this but he he transforms from his truck part which the the actual like back part of the truck does not matter whatsoever but he has he the the trailer doesn't matter whatsoever but he has it and he like flies up and like does a flip and as he's coming back down, he like shoots like ten guys. Um, it's great. And then later on, Hot Rod is is doing his thing, and it's got the same feeling. It's mm. awesome. Yeah, this movie definitely had a fun vibe. Like the yes, the kind of feeling of this movie was, I think, one of its strengths. And like, it is just fun to see all these robots transforming into different things and battling each other. Like there is a there is a part of your psyche yeah, that, yeah. that just appeals to. Oh, there's a reason Transformers is is even still quite successful today. It's because that fundamental premise is just really fun. Uh, Yeah. Like, there's just the idea of giant robots that transform into different types of giant robots and they shoot each other a bunch. Like, it it works. Yeah. Um, Okay, I want to pull out one other... No, two other nitpicks that I have here. And this is just going to be the whole thing. Okay, sure. So first of all, Megatron transforms into a gun? Is that... Like, is that normal? Yes, I I never understood it 
at all Such because it makes him like unable to actually do anything himself. He yeah, he has to like to jump shoot into Starscream's hand so that Starscream and can also, shoot him. I figured it was a Everyone power play. already has a gun. But like yeah. <laughs> yeah. it's pointless. Yeah, no, it's it's awful. Um it's one of those things where like he almost is never actually in the gun form. He's always like just in the humanoid form and he has like a giant cannon on his yeah. arm. I, I guess a good, um and his if you're a good leader, that is your strength. Yeah. Is is enabling your you know, the people that you're leading to to be powerful. And so he he's trying to demonstrate that by transforming into a gun, being like, look, I'm a, I'm here for my people. I'm a, I'm a tool for my people to use. That's what a good leader is. And that's why he transforms into a gun. <laughs> yeah, this is why Megatron, the the one theme like a like a his armor is uh, supposed to look like a like a World War One uh German mm-hmm. soldier, mm-hmm. like a Kaiser's like helmet and yep. stuff. Yes. He yeah, is but empowering. He, yeah. He's he's embodying good leadership, and um, my other my other nitpick though is every time any of them transform, it's the exact same sound effect, and it drives me crazy. <laughs> it's this exact same like. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh, oh, it's like the transformer that. sound effect. It's, it's just it's this in one the, of the movies too, the new ones. But why yeah. is it the same sound effect for every single transformation? Because that's the transformation sound effect. <laughs> yeah. What do you, All right. Why fine. would it sound different? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, actually, um, I, I I like that. Like, it's such an iconic sound. Like, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know. I'm all for that. I want to recreate it with my own mouth, but it wouldn't work, so I won't. <laughs> but, um, um, sorry, I just wanted to call out the the scene where so, uh, Megatron has come back as Galvatron, uh, to the surprise of all the Decepticons, and he uh, comes back to the coronation ceremony for Starscream. Oh yeah, who's just delightfully <laughs> annoying, and I love him so much. Um, and he has you know a crown on and stuff, and it has that weird beat where like it's it, it's trying to be funny where like the trumpets keep interrupting his coronation um and then galvatron shows up and says this is a bad comedy and then starscream goes like is Meg- megatron is that you and then galvatron says something i forget exactly the line but it's something like take a guess and then he like turns into a gun and shoots him it, or i'll give you an answer or something like that and then turns into a gun and shoots starscream <laughs> and, and then starscream and like, turns to dust. ash yeah it's fucking yes. horrifying <laughs> and he crushes the 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 golden crown underfoot like it's paper it's uh mm-hmm. um yeah w- watching this film reminded me of uh something that me and my sisters had as as kids was we had a vhs copy of digimon the movie mm-hmm. we never watched digimon the show right we never had a digimon or a digimon game we we loved that movie the soundtrack was great I think it was probably nonsense. I haven't seen it since I was like yeah. thirteen. Um, but like, like watching this reminded me of that feeling. I was kind of like, okay, I think if I'd seen this when I was the same age as when I watched Digimon the movie, I would have that same attachment. Like, I think I could watch Digimon the movie today, and it would be trash, but right. but I'd love it. And like, I can see Transformers as being like a better version of of that. Yeah, I would. I would. Yeah, I would say that. That makes just sense. Just the fact that it's the same kind of atmosphere. Cool all of robots. these shows, I think, have of this like it. It's an adventure, right? Yeah. yeah, and it's appealing to those same childish sort of fantasies and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah I would, I would compare it to that. Yes, where uh, of course I enjoy it a lot easier because I've uh, already watched it. But I think, I think if you just get in a good like mindset where you just like want some visual candy and like just cool stuff happening. I think mm. I think this is a good movie for that. Yeah, I feel like it's a good movie to watch on an afternoon where you're half doing something else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that sounds insulting a bit. No. I guess. But... Well, okay, I would. 
I wouldn't enjoy this movie half as much if I like what I was making breakfast when I was watching it and uh, I did not enjoy it as much as like when I have like the lights off and I was like, I'm in the mood to just like watch some fun explosions and stupid characters and stuff. Mm. Um, But I think it would be a lot of fun, you know, if you drank or got high or something like uh, Mm. in a legal state, of course. (laughs) But um, I think this is that kind of movie where it's just like if you want to have some stupid fun, you know? Yeah, I, I. I would agree with that. Like I, my sister and I had a pretty good time watching this, and sometimes we were laughing at it because it was a bit stupid. But I mean, it's a it's a movie for kids from the eighties. Yeah. Like you know, that's that's fine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I feel the same way. Um, of course, our format demands that we give it a number. Mm-hmm. So oh, wait, Elliot... hold on. before before we do, oh. I mm. want to talk about Michael Bay's Transformers movie. <laughs> oh, okay, okay, uh, okay. I'm just I'm just blatantly using this discussion as a platform for me to talk about how uh, is was the original in 2007, like the Michael Bay so. original one. Something it's like a that. it's a really 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 good movie. I actually unashamedly like the that first film. one. I yeah. Okay. The the rest of the series the rest of the series goes to shit. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like it, it's interesting. I think to compare this 1986 one with the 2007 one and. Uh, we talked before about how there was a good movie buried underneath this 1986 one. I kind of feel the same about the 2007 mm, one. Yeah. It's a pretty pretty good film that has uh, like signs that it could have been great. It just sort of um, it shoots itself in the foot a bit. And, and this movie does the same. It's kind of like, I feel like you could combine these two movies and make a very, very good film. Yeah. Uh, it's it's like it's so it must be so frustrating for like real diehard yeah. Transformers fans to keep getting movies that are almost brilliant. Well, it's it's interesting because it's <laughs> like I I you know as a fan of Transformers, I definitely want that to happen, but also it's like it's never happened. But like I have no material. I guess I could point out some comics or something to as a as a good story, but it's like it would the standard for Transformers is just stupid fun and never like like actually well written, right? Executed themes and stuff like that. Um. But yeah, that's that's interesting. I remember liking the movie, but also being disappointed by it because it wasn't in the same kind of style. Um, interesting. So you're saying the standard fair. for Transformers has always been unrealized potential? Yeah. <laughs> I don't disagree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I would go so far um, to say. All right. Well, you said it, not us. Uh, so direct your direct <laughs> your angry emails to do the right thing cast at gmail.com. You know, I have, I have a whole Humble Bundle. There was a Humble Bundle for... Um, like a bunch of Transformers comics and I still like own them, but I've never actually read them because they're all digital and I haven't figured out a way to comfortably read digital comics. Mm. Um, well, I had, I had Transformers War for Cybertron on PS3 and that was actually a kick-ass mm-hmm. game. I, it was like just a third person shooter, but you could transform into vehicles and like yeah. as a game mechanic, that was actually fantastic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, well, actually, the, yeah. there was a video game for the 2007 uh michael bay transformers movie and it's actually like a lot of fun i mean obviously you know as an adult i probably would find some of the mechanics in the story probably a lot more annoying but it was a lot of fun because you know you you would play as different transformers with different styles of play um like there there was one whole area where you would play as um there's the uh the scorpion transformer in the decepticon yeah in in the the movie movie. yeah and like you would swim through the sand it was very interesting so I remember, I think, a Nintendo DS game where you could just... It was kind of like a GTA-style thing. Yes. And you could just scan any car and then transform into it. That was cool. (laughs) So, like, there's a lot of, like, interesting, you know, takes on it. It's just, like, 
it never goes all the way in the story department. That none of them ever land <laughs> properly. <laughs> right. Um, so what score reflects that attitude of, it, it could be good, but it just falls a little bit short? <laughs> um, I mean, for me, I, I want to give this a, a 7 out of 10. All right. I think for me, it's a 6 out of 10. I understand. I just, there were just too many parts that drove me crazy, especially Dash and Wheels. Oh, yeah. The, yeah, they're awful. The two most annoying robots. Yes, they're they're terrible. Honestly, um, I would say, like, other than the five characters I, I, I've said a couple times, like, the like when they split up into two groups, right? One is Hot Rod and Cup, and then the other one is it, Hot Rod, Cup, and then the dinosaurs, and the other one is everyone else. Yeah. Just the other, the, the everyone else should have just blown up because it was, it was so utterly pointless. <laughs> the only thing that redeems that whole half is the, the, the Junkions because they're just so fun, but. <laughs> they are fun. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, sorry, um, we we forgot to yeah. make fun of Rodimus Prime yeah. <laughs> as a concept. So let's just quickly yeah, fit true. that in. Uh, I yeah. don't know why they felt it's that so he stupid. had to be Imus Prime something. I mean, like, yeah. he could have just they, been Hot Rod Prime. It's on multiple levels because when he does the transformation, you can barely tell, right? He does. He yeah. barely changes at all. I don't actually know if he does, but I just assume he does, right? And Rodimus Prime sounds awful. Awful, of course. Uh, and then in addition yeah what is that it, it's not a thing it, well, yeah it, and then he turns into a truck version of his normal transformation yeah. but his normal transformation is of a very fast sleek looking car so it looks terrible as a truck yeah <laughs> it's he, yeah if you picture the word rodimus and how clunky and unruly <laughs> that is that's what his car form looks like yeah um yeah, good movie though. Thanks for thanks for bringing yeah. it to I'm, us, Matthias. I'm so glad that you enjoyed it on some level. Yes. Um, now, yeah, Elliot, it's time for you to tell us about what we'll be talking about next fortnight. Uh, yes. So, I've armed an art on bringing this one for a long time, uh, and I finally decided to do it. Mm. Uh, I love a good uh, bring- preface to recommendation, <laughs> a good couch <laughs> to recommendation. Uh, I'm bringing the show, the TV show that was on Fox called New Girl. Mm-hmm. Um, which I, I'm assuming a lot of people, even if they haven't seen it, have maybe heard of it. Yeah. What well, it ran for what, like seven seasons, didn't it? Yeah, there was sort of a shortened seventh season to finish it off, kind of similar to Parks and Recreation yeah. in that okay. regard. Um, yeah. So it went on for quite a while, and uh, like I guess part of the reason that I've ummed and about bringing this show is because kind of like any sitcom it it has a bit of a slow start um i i rewatched the first like three episodes in prep preparation for bringing it today mm. and it's just like yeah and i mean this is the same with all the like you know even community which which is one of my favorite like sitcom yeah. of all time the first few episodes when you're not already invested in the characters just don't really hit you very hard yeah um so i'm worried that new girl may not suit our format super well because uh, like you know if you don't get if you don't manage to get through too much of it in the two weeks it, you may not make the connection with the characters that is really what makes this show uh so good yeah i mean how plot dependent is it as a show i mean not particularly like you know if you jump ahead a season or two there will be like new relationship statuses maybe like a new character is around for a season or two that type of thing but sure. like that that's going to be a minor inconvenience at best but then at the same time, I don't know how much, like, I think the writing and the acting and the jokes all definitely improve in the later seasons, but mm. I don't know how much of that, say, might not land quite as hard if you don't have that yeah, sure. history with the characters, because um, more than any other, 
uh, sitcom that I can think of. Like, what makes this for me is how much I loved each of the main characters. Whereas I think even even the Michael Schur shows, like Brooklyn Nine Nine or something, I think you can have someone jump in halfway through, and they get the characters' roles very quickly. Like I think part of the strength of Brooklyn Nine Nine and Parks and Rec is the the kind of tropish personas the characters all kind of yeah. immediately slot into, and the jokes work from there. Whereas the the characters in New Girl, maybe apart from Zoe Deschanel, who's my least favorite character anyway, um, they're all kind of a bit offbeat and, and, and different and there's a little bit more subtlety to them and I think it takes them a, a bit longer to find that and grow into it than than some of the others. I So the only thing I know about New Girl is from this one scene in Brooklyn Nine-Nine where there's a crossover, yeah. <laughs> yeah. which I, it stuck out to me as very, very strange at the time. And I guess we'll see whether I think that after I've watched some New Girl, but it was a very weird thing to happen. Yeah, I was watching both shows uh, when and, and like when that happened, I, I used because they aired back to back, so I think that was why it happened. Right. So you know, like you watched, I think it was Brooklyn Nine Nine, and it had um, it had Jess Zoe Deschanel's character in it, and then the uh, episode of New Girl directly after had I think like Boyle or something from Brooklyn Nine Nine in it. And yeah, I agree. It was it was one of those very false flat commercially oriented crossovers that <laughs> yeah added absolutely nothing to either show um but i think like something that really works about this show and i think maybe part of the reason that didn't work is this is a very different style of comedy to most other shows i think mm. um not as pronounced as say you know like you watch a british comedy show versus an american one and there's a distinct difference in the styles of humor it, it's not that pronounced but compared to um say all the michael Schur shows feel like they have a similar sort of style of humor. I, I don't know if it's because um, New Girl just has a different creator or, or the creator of New Girl, Elizabeth Merriweather, uh, you know, is, is a woman. I don't know how much all of that impacts, but there's just a, a slightly different tone and style to the show that makes it a bit unique and I think makes it more enjoyable because of that. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm looking her up and I'm I'm not recognizing any of the other shows she's done. So maybe she's just got her own kind of style you know yeah i think she made a movie i watched years ago uh with like natalie portman and ashton kutcher in it i forget the name of it, it was something no like... strings attached i'm looking at it right now oh yeah 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 okay that's not what i was gonna say so i'm glad you looked that up <laughs> saved you um uh yeah so um i know she's on some other stuff i think new girl's one of her biggest ones but um yeah i don't know it just it, it's just different enough from most of the other american shows i'd compare it to community Okay. Community feels different yeah. to everything else, and New Girl feels different in a similar sort of way, where it's just got its own sort of unique style. And again, I want to preface this by saying I think it takes a while to find that. Like watching these three episodes again recently, I was kind of like, "Oh, this feels like a, uh, a version of the show that hasn't quite found itself yet." Is it the same? Like Community is very much like a fast-talking, witty kind of style, right? Is that what New Girl goes for as well? No, um, New Girl's style is, man, I'm trying, I'm trying to think of the words to explain it. May, may, hopefully you'll do better in yeah, two weeks. Yeah, sure. Maybe, um, maybe we just leave it and we'll get to it in a fortnight. Yeah. Um, I mean, they definitely favor the, um, the, the sort of somebody says something like, oh, uh, you know, that's like the time blah. And then there's sort of a random non sequitur cut back to <laughs> oh, I see. something yep. <laughs> ridiculous that's happened in the past. Like I think Family yeah. Guy used to do that. Yeah. I, I vaguely remember. Uh, I, I think New Girl does a really good job of it, but um, it, the rest of the humor is sort of just defined by 
again the characters they're they're so weird yeah um but i also love all of them um like zoe deschanel's as i said she's my least favorite she's the one who takes the longest for them to find the rhythm with her but like even by the end i i i sort of liked jess's character Mm. but the others i was uh, they're just so good okay cool um is there any other stuff to keep an eye on you've touched on how you really like the characters anything else that you want to talk about before we get into it no no i think yeah just really i i think the slightly unique comedy style and the characters are really what make this for me something that's worth watching so yeah i guess we'll be back in a fortnight to see what we thought of new girl um so again thanks for joining us matthias and thanks for staying quiet while we did the other part of the show that doesn't super involve you yeah i found it fascinating um especially because i've never uh seen new girl and uh won't so yep <laughs> <laughs> that's why you're not going back next week because <laughs> you don't have to sit there um yes uh so if you would like to get in touch with uh matthias how can people find you matthias uh you can uh you know i never plug my actual twitter but you can follow me at matthias aj mason um but uh yeah you can find us uh, on do the right thing jarvis and i we we write stories every week and sometimes they're good and but uh usually our guest stories are pretty fascinating and fantastic and uh elliot's was this week Mm. There you go. So it'll be almost like you're listening to this exact podcast again, but just Jarvis instead of me, which is, I think, a pretty good exchange. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Can we look into making that permanent? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, uh, yes, Do the Right Thing is another great podcast on the Doof Media Network. If you'd like to find out more about the Doof Media Network, you can head to uh, the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Doof Media, where you can see all the great shows on the Doof Network. Uh, in addition, uh, I also wanted to point out that Matt was on an episode a while ago as well. So uh, if mm. yeah, if you just want to see the different... And Ruben, of course, I just skipped over you, yes. who are on this call. Yeah, thanks. Um, yeah, if, <laughs> so if you want to see, uh, hear some of the other yeah. Doof members and the, the stories that they wrote, please check them out. They're they're really, really, really good. Yeah, Matt's stories uh, are always great. Yes. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Um. And yeah, and there's a great of other. Uh, there's a bunch of other great shows on that Doof Network, so check it out. Um, you know, doofmedia.com. It's the place to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, also on doofmedia.com, you can find links to things like leaving us a review on iTunes or the other great shows, of course. But you can also help us figure out just who is Doctor MD and why is transformation so humanoid. Elliot, why don't you tell the listeners this fortnight's clue? Uh, rubber, rubber, and we'll see you next fortnight. Mm-hmm.